Hello, everybody, and welcome to the newest episode of In Star Trek We Trust, a Star Trek podcast. And I should say happy, extremely belated Captain Picard Day, I guess. I am one of your hosts. If you remember, my name is Kevin, and I am joined by... Je m'appelle Ethan. Well, I'm just finding out that you know some French, which I didn't know that in all the time, in all the years I've known you. I won't, um... Hold it over your head. That's fine. So we're a little late in discussing the latest trailer for Star Trek Picard, which came out a couple weeks ago on Captain Picard Day, which does not, to me, translate to a actual date on the calendar. So I was a little, I was a little um, taken aback by that. But uh, I assume somewhere in the episode the star date was mentioned perhaps in the captain's log and then someone did the, the right. translation captain picard day is in the season seven episode called the pegasus it's the opening tease but and yeah to your point they just say the star date and that's one of the few aspects of trek that i'm not totally familiar with is how to actually translate a star date into an actual calendar date so aside from star trek day which is a real world day which is when the series premiered then you have First Contact Day, which is a date in-universe that obviously I'm aware of. Now we have Captain Picard Day, which I don't recall that being observed in the real world before, but I could be... I may just be totally misremembering. So um, It seems that any franchise that has any date of any significance in it will now become a marketing opportunity. And Star Trek is claiming quite a bit. He's claiming a lot of them now. Now they've got three. True. Yeah. True. But first contact um, date. Also, Star War. Uh, Star Wars has been expanding theirs. Of course, we had May the Fourth, and then the day that A New Hope premiered has become a day. Also, there's also Revenge oh. of the Fifth. Yeah, I don't know. That. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think they officially use that for anything. No, it, it's like it's cute. It's like somebody found like, oh, we could do Revenge of the Fifth. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. So we're not here to talk about how star dates work because we don't know we're, how they work. <laughs> right <laughs> so and we're just so, um we're here to talk about picard season, season two. two can i just say really quick so Please. when that trail when that trailer came out obviously i got mildly inspired to go back and watch some episodes of the first season and like i'm sure picard's vintage wine the show actually i think ages pretty well even though it's not that old but mm-hmm. um i and by the way, like I'm, I was watching like episodes like in the middle of the season, which is can be difficult because you're watching a continuously continuous story arc. But I think because it was so light, uh, it wasn't that deep of a story. It was pretty easy to like jump back into the middle of the season and forget about what happened before. But then you weren't. I didn't get lost. I was like, oh yeah, right now I remember what happened. Like I wasn't. I didn't feel like I was jumping in the middle of something and not remembering what the hell was going on. And I just think it's a real testament to how well the show is written that you can. Yes. It, and like we always say it is very challenging to write a show where you have a beginning, a middle and an end in 48 minutes or whatever it was. Yeah. I mean, jumping into the first season of a card again, just because of the hype of the new trailer. I mean, I think that it it's, it holds up pretty well. And I think it's because. It's a very simple story arc. There aren't too many characters. And there was a definitive beginning, middle, and end to each episode of the 10-episode season. 
And then at the end of each episode, I did feel like I got someplace. I did feel like I was progressing in the story. But I think because it's not that heavy, this it isn't. They weren't just piling and piling and piling and piling things onto the story. It was easy to jump into in the middle of it, having not seen it in a long time. I didn't feel lost at all, and I think that that's a testament, really, to just how well the show was uh, was written. So agree. And I think the the thing that we really loved about it too is the logical progression of the story. Yeah. Where we would be led to the next piece of the puzzle. Yeah. And usually we'd get a question answered or then maybe discover a new question and then move on to the next one. So it never got out of hand. Would you remember back when on First Contact Day when they released a bunch of trailers for Discovery, Picard, Lower Decks? Remember I said to you, like, each show has its own distinct style, its own distinct feel. Would you would it be fair to say that you think Star Trek Picard could be referred to as like a character study? I think it's more of a character show, yeah, character-driven show than than certainly Discovery and certainly even um, uh, uh, Lower Decks because Lower Decks is sort of the the Trek. It's an homage to the Prime Trek. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think it is definitely the most character-based, and as we as we um, found out when we wound up recording two episodes about each individual character arc. I think we were surprised at how much we had to say about each character. Right. So also something that the show does exceptionally well is balance all the characters. So everyone has something that's going on. So no one is just there to be there. Yeah. And I, I've seen haters comment about how they don't even like Picard, which kind of surprised me. I can understand why they may not like discovery or lower decks, but I was, I was honestly a little taken back by some expressing vitriol toward Picard as well, because I mean, yeah. in my opinion, it's a it's a great successor to TNG, and it doesn't do and it doesn't it's not over the top. And you and I commented on how we thought there was going to be this huge big battle at the end of the first season, and then it ended up not going that way because that's not what a show with Captain Picard is about. Yeah, so was, as I, the word that I love to use and you love to quote me on is tasteful. Tasteful. So I, I got to say, like, I disagree with haters a lot, but I really I really don't. But some I can, in some ways, understand where the hate is coming from as long as it is coming from a logical place. But I don't really get what it is about Picard that people don't, like, why they hate it so much. Why some of these haters hate it so much. I think maybe it just would what it didn't meet their expectations, perhaps. Yeah. As someone said, maybe it was Patrick Stewart or something, but like if you're looking for the next season of Next Generation, this is not that. That's and yeah, no, that's probably what people were looking for. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. And that's not what I would have wanted. I mean, I would I wouldn't want that either. No, that would have been strange. So yeah. I, I yeah I, I mean as we've said, I, it's definitely a close one for me and um, between this and Lower Decks as being yeah. the best. Agreed. Um, so, track. right off the bat, before we get into this deep analysis of this trailer, I mean, what do you have any? How did you walk away from this trailer feeling? I know we you just watched it again. We watched it a million times, I'm sure, since it came out. But it's definitely, yeah, I felt um, yeah. certainly we've got. It doesn't give you much. It's a minute. Yep. It hints at things. I think that, like I've said many times, I really trust the writers, the showrunners on this show. So I expect it's going to be 
as yeah. solid as last season. Yep. You know, last season wasn't perfect, mm-hmm. but it was it worked for me. Right. And I think I, I was left feeling a little bit one kind of fear or thing that I hope doesn't happen. Yeah. But mostly just kind of excited to see what does happen. Yeah, I mean, I I think that so you have this trailer. We have the trailer from First Contact Day, which didn't show any footage from the show, but it was like a, a teaser. And I remember I described it as saying they're showing so much and yet nothing at all. Mm-hmm. So before we get into this trailer, what what I do know, what we do know this season is we knew that Q was coming back. Mm-hmm. We also know, and she wasn't in the trailer. We also know that Guinan is coming back. Right now, Guinan and Q have a history. Right. So, uh, they don't, Guinan really hates Q, right? Yeah, they have some kind of like long relationship that is really only hinted at. We get a sense of this in the episode Q Who, but we don't really know what that relationship is. But I've got to assume so, if you're bringing Whoopi Goldberg back, yeah. you want to give her something substantive to do. That would seem like the logical place to explore. I, I'm and I'm and I'm really wondering what Guinan's role is going to be, right? Because right away I'm thinking, well, Q's there, Guinan's going to be there. Okay, well, I, as I said, I remember they have a history on the show, so that I could see it that way. But I don't know. I mean, Guinan seems to be also. There's also a lot about Guinan we don't know, despite how long we've seen her on Next Gen. There's so much about her we don't know. Yeah, um, she wasn't always talking about her life. She was usually no. But she's selling with them. And I think this ties into what it seems like the overall theme is in this trailer. Something about it looks like some kind of like parallel if these parallel like a parallel universe, parallel events are going on. And Guinan obviously is able to detect when something is not right. I mean, we saw, you know, yesterday's Enterprise, obviously, because she was the key in all of that. She was alive in the episode Times Arrow, way, way back with Mark Twain. So she and I think even Data says at one point speculating about her in yesterday's enterprise like perhaps her species has a perception that goes beyond linear time Mm. so and that's just and he's just he's just spitting out a theory but it's interesting yeah and so i don't and i'm wondering if gain is going to have something to do with that or is it just going to be because we're we seem to be getting some sort of alternate history here well it's gotta i mean given what we hear as he talks about time yeah and putting us back home um it's gotta be right. That that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Do you think that Q is going to be? Uh, how do I say this? In other words, do you think that the whole season will be sort of a Q built situation? So I don't know because I'm also thinking of the episode Tapestry. So the episode went, Picard gets injured, and then he encounters Q, and Q lets him go back into his past and change something when he gets stabbed oh, in the heart. Yes. So yes. are we dealing with a similar situation here? That's what it seemed like, right? because it says yeah. this is the end of the road not taken. Right. Now, we don't know where that dialogue comes from. It could be right. from, doesn't necessarily match up with what we were seeing. No, and there doesn't seem to be any sort of hint at this in the last season either, at least from what I recall. Right. So, so my thought when I heard that was, and I referenced this when we were chatting before, the film The Last Temptation of Christ, Martin Scorsese yep. film, where Jesus Christ um, 
when he's on the cross, he makes the choice to take the easy way out and not be crucified. He yep. lives his whole life, but then at the end he realizes it was a trick by the devil and he zaps back to being on the cross. Um, so it's almost like he lived that life, but it, it was the road not taken. And the whole time he actually mm. did what was... So it, it struck me as I don't think that they something this bold would be done, but... Yeah. What if everything we've seen with Picard, him becoming a android and all, was like one timeline that wasn't actually right, and he goes back and changes something and actually does? Yeah. Well, there's that line. There's that line in the trailer that says time has been broken. Yes. So, what I'm really hoping does not happen. So I know that fan reception. A lot of people were not just based on what I saw online, message boards and chats and whatnot, when Picard got, was killed and then got a synth body, they weren't happy about that. So what I'm hoping this season does not do somehow resets all of that and puts, uh. puts that all back to normal. Yeah. Right, I, I, I that's that's <laughs> the react the fan, re, yeah, react yeah. to the fan like yeah. we expected the jump into the future was well, and also the Klingons, too. Show. They weren't happy about the Klingons not having any hair, so like, yes, whatever. um, I didn't give a shit, yeah, that would be wild. So, especially since, as I've said before, and I'll say it again, if they don't use the fact that Picard has been a human. He's been a Borg, and now he's been an android as something, as he's the only being who's ever been all three, it would be wasted opportunity. Yeah. I think it's kind of a stretch to think that they will undo what they did in the first season. Yeah, I I said it's off the table. Right, because you could just ignore it if you wanted to, right? Right. Because they even said your body's going to age, you don't have any superpowers. So if they wanted to, they could just never again mention that he's a cyborg or whatever he is, an android, just yeah. by, I said occasionally maybe he has to get a, a oil change or whatever. <laughs> I know he doesn't get oil changes, but you know what I mean. Yeah. So there's a lot going on. I mean, the trailer opens up with him going back to his vineyard and at looking for Laris, and obviously we don't see her, but Q is there. Something's we, not right. And we see Q looking a little older, which... I know some seem to be making an issue out of, and I have to just keep Breaking. saying, you know, John Delancey is not really a Q. He ages. Like, you can't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you know what? All this makes me think of whenever I hear these kind of it's things. not real. Like, uh, I I don't know. I think uh, we should be forced to watch plays of all the things we like from now on. <laughs> yeah. Where, like, you don't have special effects. It's just a play. You just have to go along with it. The effects right. are bad. right. So, but then we see Picard back in his dress uniform. He's speaking at Starfleet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know, the the Starfleet uniform also looks a little, a little bit different from what we saw in flashbacks on Picard. So you think it looks like, but it doesn't look like Picard era, like the Picard show. Yeah, era, like right? no, it doesn't. Slightly similar, but there were some there were some slight differences. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't put that past anybody because Starfleet seems to change uniforms every five seconds anyway. 
That's but true. Uh, I mean, it could be a flashback of like maybe during the time of the Romulan supernova or something like that, which is also a question for me. Like, is that going to be, I know that was the theme last season, but is that going to be a continual theme throughout the show? Or are we just going to move past that after that, after this season? Right. Like how much are they going to convince them? Yeah. Now to go through with the evacuation. But why? Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. So, all right. So this sort of brings up what I hope doesn't happen. And that is like time is broken. We're going to fix it. I'll make sure we all get home. I hope it's not this, you know, universe destroying time anomaly situation where Picard has to save time because it's, you know, everything's going to end or some too large stakes situation. I, I get the sense of like the alternate 1985 in back to the future part two, when they go back and they, and it's not the 1985 that they recall that they remember something is all, something is different. Oh, so I, I get that has the, to get back to the future. Like I'm wondering, it seems to me that the, that the, that the goal of the season is to obviously put everything back to the way it was when? like a back to the future situation. Right. But I see, and I'm also thinking this is a stretch, but just go with me on this for a second. Let's not forget that you have the guardian of forever who appeared in discovery. You have them referencing the time wars, the temporal wars, right? Oh, yeah. And I know that they said that they're not going to really connect the shows too much. I know that they're aware of each show and what they're doing because that was obvious when Discovery had the um, God, what do they call it? The Rom- the Romulan thing. What was that? I forget what that was called. That Burnham's mother was part of. Oh yes, the Jatvaj. Not the Jatvaj. The 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 Romulan order that she was part of. I can't remember the name of it. But it's not the Jatvaj. So it's not far from the bad people. No, no, no. Um, then it's the, I don't know. Yeah, but the, yeah, but you know what I'm talking absolute about. Absolute candor. Absolute candor. Absolute candor. Thank you. So I'm wondering if there's something they're going to do. Like, is there something they're going to do there? Like, is this, and they may not, but like, is this going to somehow be tied into the time war that they have been alluding to on discovery, which was also, I believe the same one that they're discussing uh, that had been present on enterprise. I would be really surprised. I'd be really surprised, but I doubt it. And Dude, I will give like, cynical answer. What if like George O shows up? My cynical answer is like, they're not that organized on the other, on the other team. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 <laughs> but they come to the um, meeting. They come to the writers' meeting. Don't have any notes. They don't. They forgot their notes. Uh, ooh, we're still working yeah. on that. Maybe we can finish. Well, it and in. the thing is, I, I don't. I'm. It feels like a stretch. I mean, I know that Picard's name was mentioned on Discovery, but I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm. I feel like I'm really reaching. I'm just. I just want to. I just want to put those feelers out there to say, like, well, this is also. This has also happened too. I would say so, an organized, an organized, well-planned franchise. Yeah. 
this might be if you because you figure if we wanted to cross over our shows yep. the only way to do it would be with time and now they've introduced time on two different shows right so under normal circumstances i think that would be a reasonable prediction i don't believe it in this case though yeah i mean i, I just i don't know it, it's difficult to predict what in what sense right because i mean i'm not expecting michael burnham and the crew of discovery to show up but but if you wanted them to you've got all the ideas are there right or the at least the the blueprint it, for it to happen I, I think it just makes you know what it is this is what it makes me wonder about could star trek do something like the the trek that's on the end now and the trek that is coming like could they do sort of like a Avengers or Justice League type of thing, Defenders type of thing, where you bring people together for, from different shows. You know, I, I... I don't think this team could. Yeah. Because of my previously stated points. Right. <laughs> but for instance, in the Star Wars it's shows, like, yeah, they were talking about having the Mandalorian and then the Boba Fett, yeah. Book of Boba Fett show, and then this one about the republic like police or whatever for the new republic yep. and having all these different shows. oh and then the ahsoka tano show and then having them have yeah. separate seasons and then come together for something here's here's what which I think. is a you know that's a here's that's a I, team that plans things here's well what they could do somewhat every show comes together like that except for discovery because it's like yeah they they, were, they didn't come to the meeting they were late that day like every other show so come, it's, yeah um, like it's yeah. lower Michelle deck. Paradise. She didn't. She didn't. She wasn't available. She didn't come to the meeting that day. Lower decks would be there, and even um the, the Nickelodeon, the Nickelodeon show. Yes, yes. Yeah, that would be that would be fun. And then even George, the Section Thirty One show by having George O there, even the one that doesn't exist yet would be in it. Yeah, would be cool. Yeah. So I mean. It's it's difficult because there's a lot going. I mean, there's a lot of emphasis in this trailer regarding like the symbols that they're wearing, which are strange to me because we don't really know what they are. They look. And we haven't gotten to the mystery symbol yet. Right. I mean, they look vaguely Starfleet, but not entirely. Right. So, yeah. Here's a question. Also, what do you think is up with Data's daughter? Because she looks evil because of her her clothing, right? She looks, she looks a little too... It only got a Westworld vibe from it. The thing... But I think just in general, though, like, I don't even know what... I feel like her arc was resolved at the end of last season. So, I, in a way, I don't... I feel like... I, what is she, What do we do with her now? Especially if you're doing a totally different story. Yeah. If it was continuing, so like we I, we speculated at the end of last season, or I really wanted to see something about now what do you do when you have these years of hostility toward um, androids and now suddenly, you know, how do you reintegrate them and all this? I don't, it doesn't yeah. seem like they're doing that. So well, that's she, not Don't forget, she was a more advanced one, so she didn't look like like one. Right. But she could have been the you know, fought but, for Android rights. But nevertheless, like Soji was her plot line was the bat was the, the spine of last season. And right. in a similar way, almost like Michael Burnham's plot in the first season, right as I've said many times, was fulfilled at the end of the season. So now what? Right? Yeah. 
so I don't know what they do with Soji now. I'm 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 curious. Yes, I don't but. think this is our Soji. No, I don't think so either. I don't think so either. Because yep. she just has that villain look to her. Yeah, I mean, I do wonder, like, at least for, like, an episode or two, are we just going to get the regular folks as we saw them last season? Or is it just going to open? Because here's what I'm guessing. I'm assuming the way this season opens is, like, after they've warped away, they're just heading back to Earth or whatever, and maybe they're just dropping off Picard, and he comes home, and everything is not normal. Everything is not status quo. Right. Right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hope... I see what you mean with don't force it. If you have a character that you're done with, don't force them into it. Don't try to shoehorn them in there, yeah. Yes. But yeah. I also, I feel when you have a character that you develop so much, right? if you can fit them in, do it. Because I mean, we I know the character. We've seen them go through things, yeah, and it would yeah. be interesting to see what they do next. I think, I think you bring up a good point about her, though. Like, even if they weren't going in this direction for the season and they were just staying in the regular timeline what you could do with Soji is now that Soji has gone through all of that, how does she now adapt to her new, her new world and whatever you want to call it? Like it could be right. that, right? She'd yeah. be like the ambassador, the Android ambassador to the yeah. Federation or something. It's interesting because I'm, I'm trying to think like, is there a point in the first season that I can pinpoint to say, maybe am I seeing, are we seeing something germinate somewhere in the first season or is it just going to be, the first season ends, second season begins, they're not related to each other at all. That's sort of the vibe I get, given yeah. what we've seen so far, because bringing Q back, it's almost as if bringing Q back creates a situation. It's Whenever he's around, something out of totally left field happens, right? None, right. No, There's nothing that's expected, because that's his whole thing, is I'm right. going to thrust you into this crazy situation. Right. So that leads me to believe it's not going to progress naturally. And given the state of television, I doubt that we'll just have a, a short, you know, couple episode Q encounter. Well, and the thing is, like, based on Picard's reaction, on uh, Rios's reaction on the bridge, and then even Seven's reaction at the end of the trailer, like, it seems like they're obviously aware that wherever they are, like, this is not this is not right. Right, like it's not yes. just Picard who notices it. Like Rios seems confused, like even looking at his at his. Yeah, Starfleet. he had a Starfleet, and he seemed very he like. Yeah, he didn't know he was Starfleet. Like some version that. of the Starfleet. Like, and Seven did not have her implant, and then right. she had some. So again, there's a, there's a real emphasis on like these, these symbols. symbols. Yeah. So let's talk about the mystery symbol. Yeah. So we have seven, seven of nine yeah. has a new box, this little pin, with a symbol that looked like the Klingon Empire symbol to me, but then I looked it up and that only has three yeah. you know, spikes on it. But but the similarity, even though this one has four, the top spike is sort of stretched upward, just yep. like it is on the Klingon Empire symbol. And then there's a crescent moon underneath yep. it with some little like look like pathways of planets or something with little dots. So Yeah. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, I mean what the main part of that symbol to me looks like it looks like a kind of like almost like a star in the center yes. of it it kind of kind of reminds me so on the original series and discovery the starfleet emblem arrowhead has a a star in the middle of it just with the top one the top spike of the star being much longer mm -hmm. that's 
kind of what that reminds me of, though it's not an actual star, but like it doesn't because it you know it doesn't have because a star I think is it's seven is it seven points? Depends on five, the star. Five, five points. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, I mean this one. The thing for me definitely is the elongated top and the fact that it's red, it's are red. the things that scream Klingon Empire to me. And again, she has no she has no implants. She has no not even any scars from implants. She does have a wedding band on her hand on her finger though. Oh, I didn't catch that. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. One thought that I had, if there were any planets or any empires or whatever that had the crescent moon, it could have been some combination of Klingon and something else, but there's doesn't seem to be anything. Yeah. So yeah, I mean I and Rios's Rios's looks to be like a very Looks like a Starfleet symbol, but like a, a, a modified Starfleet symbol. Yes, so, but not so far out that it seems like anything too crazy. No. Like, we've seen so many variations. Yeah. It seems well within the normal, you know, oh, new designer, they're going to do something different with it kind of yeah, situation. In that scene with Rios, it looks like it's present on his command chair as well. It's on, like, the, the headrest of his command chair, the symbol okay. that he has on. But um, get that like divot in the middle, yeah, and then that cross divot, yeah. I guess you call it or trench. Yeah, and again, so. Oh yeah, it's on his chair. Hmm. Soji has some sort of like like blue circular symbol on her clothes, which I don't know. Maybe it's Earth or something like that. I I don't know. Oh, it's, hard to, it's hard to get a really close look at it. So that is interesting. And what does what does Picard's look like? Oh yeah, she's got the two circles. Like wasn't that like the necklace she had? Yeah. So Picard's has the Starfleet emblem that we've seen before. It looks to be the same one that we saw in twenty three ninety nine. So nothing like that looks different. I, I that but that could be maybe that's a flashback or something like that. I don't to like the actual time he comes from. I, I don't know. Because don't forget, he's not in Starfleet in Picard's time, so that could be a possible flashback, or it could be, you know, in this timeline, is he actually in Starfleet? Did he not retire? Right? I, I don't, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. So I took a so. screenshot and zoomed in, and so Soji, and yeah, she's got the two circles interlinked, and then below it seems to be a blue circle with a dark outline, and it's got some silver spots on the the outline. Yeah. Part, but that's all I can see. It almost looks like it could be a little Earth, but it's not yeah. clear enough for me to tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's I, I just I found it odd that there was such a emphasis on the different symbols in Symbol. this in this trailer. Yes. Um, we do get a well, Picard's actually wearing has two, so you do see him in the traditional Starfleet badge in the trailer, but in the beginning. You see him in one that kind of looks like Rios, Rios's, but there are when more he's, horizontal. Before he sees, before he sees um, Q? Uh, it's when he sees Q. It's an oh, yeah. So, so, yeah, he does have it on. So, it, it kind of looks like Rios's, but it has more It has more horizontal bars to it. So, uh, that could be, that. that's in keeping with ranks that they've done before. So, they'll write the lines around the wrist in the original series, the little yeah. old whatever. More of those, right? The higher the rank. Yeah, and it's interesting. The like, more pips, the higher the rank. On several occasions in, in at least one episode of Next Generation, I think it was Future Imperfect, they go into an alternate future. And 
you see Riker wearing a Starfleet emblem that looks like this. Only the bu- the multiple bars that you see on Picard's are actually behind it. Oh right, like right. Of them, I think that was mm-hmm. what determined the rank. I can't remember. But, yeah, yeah, makes sense. So whenever you have anything with more or less, it's usually rank. Yeah. So, and they're definitely larger. They're definitely like larger pedges too. But uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. So I, I don't I don't know. I I don't know. I I I. I they have hints to things that we've seen in the franchise before, but nothing truly definitive. Yeah. Yeah, I think that this has given us just enough to be interested, but not nearly enough to really expect anything in particular, other yeah. than it has something to do with time, travel, probably. And I got to assume we're not going to see, because we've already seen it, like you said, when he went back to when his heart got stabbed. Yeah. Um, so I feel we're not going to see something like that, where it's just let's go back to one of Picard's errors and yeah, fix it, so to speak. Or it would be sort of unless the idea is to ex- take a situation like that and explore it much deeper, the ramifications and whatnot. That could be interesting. Well, the, the and specifically the lines in this trailer that jump out at me is when Q when Q says, "Welcome, my friend, to the very end of the road not taken." Yeah. Somebody else. Somebody says time has been broken, and then Picard also says at one point, "We can save the future, and I can get us home together." So it's, we can save the future. That's the one that scares me. Yeah. In <laughs> that you know, as we talk about, are we dealing with another th- like a threat? Like on all franchises, on yeah. everything, movies, and everything of all different. Um, you don't like the the universe or time continuum uh, yeah. threats are just starting to lose their um, yeah impact. I, but I think out of everybody on this trailer, I, the one who has the, the most radical change is probably Seven. Because she, again, she, <clears throat> she's got the wedding ring, no Borg implants, so right. was she, what does that mean? She was never assimilated? Was she never right. a Voyager? Like what, you know, what, does that any, what does any of that mean? So, right. so I would think that if anything changes, hers would be the biggest change of all. I got a I got a a big swing here, okay? Yep. What if it's he undoes what he did, what Q did in the first encounter when he sends them to the Borg? Was that their first encounter? Not their first encounter with Q, but their first encounter with the Borg, yeah. Yeah, yeah. First yeah. encounter with the what if he undoes that, and that somehow changes the whole trajectory of the Borg, and that changes what happens with... with seven. Yeah. It's a big swing. But... Eh. I don't think it's that big of a swing, though, because in, in some ways... Picard is... In, I mean, not directly. He's indirectly responsible for Seven getting assimilated in the first place. Well, Q is, but... Because Q puts them in front of the Borg cube anyway. Right. Which and he starts the whole conflict he with He kind the of Borg. starts the whole... I mean, I know that there had been kind of sort of rumblings of the Borg even before that. Yeah, but he definitely but, sped up, sped it up by... You're right. And you're actually unintentionally paraphrasing what Guinan said about that. She said it brought... She says Q brought you contact with the Borg much sooner than it should have happened. Yeah, and so, Guinan's in this show too. Guinan's in the show too. So, all right, 
This is. I don't think. I, dude, I don't think. Not a big spin. It's a bunt. It's a bunt. I, I think it's. I mean, I think it's a. I definitely think it's a. A big swing, but I don't think it's as big as you think it is because. Yeah, that could be interesting. At least it's a good theory for what we're seeing with seven. Yeah, I like that. You're running Guy and I forgot about the Guy yeah. and but yeah. So. Yeah. All right. That's my prediction. Well, and also think of it like this. Picard was assimilated by the Borg, and that, as Next Generation has shown, as the film First Contact has shown, and even this series has shown, that had a big impact on his life. Whose fault was that? That was cute. I mean, really, it was cute. Yeah, fault. it was all Q's fault, because if, if that hadn't happened, it could have been... Thousands of years before Q set those. Q or at least hundreds of years. Hell, even if it was like seventy-five more years before the Borg got there, Picard would have never encountered them. Here's the thing, right? Q didn't fling them in front of the Borg cube to do something evil. He did it to teach them a lesson. Yeah. To say you don't know what's out there, you don't know what's coming. So even though he may have accelerated contact with the Borg. He at least made them aware of them because when if the Borg had finally showed up and they didn't know anything about them, they wouldn't have right. been ready, right? So Q, in a way, did a service. Picard still went Maybe. through hell. But who can know? That, that but, could be what it explores. Who can really know? And and you know, what if it had taken them 500 more years and they right. had different technology? And, and, and who knows? Maybe Picard would have never encountered them. But also, like... And, I don't, and I'm not expecting, and I don't think the show is going to do it. I mean, I'd be surprised if it does, but who knows. Picard never really, at any point, like, says to Q, like, you put me through hell. Like, I became, I, like, I was assimilated because of you. Yeah. Right? Yeah, he got he never plenty really, mad about it. He got plenty traumatized by it, but he never really But he never took that out on Q, which... Which is nothing, which is something I never really thought about before. Yeah, it's interesting. It's almost like once it all happened, they never really mentioned the Q factor again. Exactly. As exactly if, right. It just took it as like he was assimilated. That was the big deal, and not the fact that it was Q that made it happen. And to this show's credit, they really play with the trauma of Picard's time with the Borg. In my opinion, a lot better than Next Generation did after. Fa- the episode family like it didn't yeah. really it came up once before in iborg but it wasn't really yeah there wasn't there didn't seem like much of a trauma to picard with that it was more of like a like an anger yes a hatred of them but a yeah hatred. i wish they had done more but it was handled well and they didn't even touch it in the episode descent they didn't even go there at all right so and they didn't revisit it really the trauma of it until first contact and then uh yeah, on this show. So even in first contact, it was more of a like, "I'm so mad, I'm gonna kill them all." Well, it was interesting in first contact because at one point Picard had like a he could hear their voices. Yeah, which didn't happen on the show. So I mean, there was a or at little, least thought he could. You, I mean, you could say there was like maybe a minor inconsistency about it, but it was just it's that's one of those things that I can forgive because it's just more done for the for the drama of the situation. So that's fine. Yeah. But I think that star, the show Star Trek Picard did a much did a really good job at sort of bringing that trauma up, and especially when Picard went onto the Borg ship and you saw the flashes from First Contact and you saw some stuff mm-hmm. from Best of Both Worlds. And you so, saw one of the Borg being like, "Hey, what's up, you Kudis? Right. It was hilarious. Yeah, 
and it was Picard's first time on a Borg ship since those events. So, yeah. So, I feel like the show does a really good job at playing with that trauma. And I think it would be an interesting angle for Picard to bring that up to Q. To say, this is all, you know, you did this to me. Yeah. So. And then maybe if he's like, all right, I'm going to undo it. My bad. Yeah. But I, 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 I think we just wrote season two. But back to your original point, I, 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 I know when you say it, it sounds like quite a stretch. But I actually don't. I don't think it's as quite a, as quite a stretch as you think it is. I, I think it. Make, you convinced I, it, me. Well, it makes sense. It I'm makes, usually wrong about these things, no matter how certain I am. But I mean, I don't think that that would be the basis of the entire thing. It could just be one of. Could one be though. Of them, but. Like we like, just said, Q shows up, Picard's angry, upset. He tells him how, like, you did all this to me, yeah. yada, yada. And then he says, all right, it never happened. Or it could Boop. just be one of the things, like, Q could, Q could have changed a bunch of things. And one of the things that changed was humanity never encountered the Borg. And as a result of that, this happened. I, I, like, mm. I would be... For some reason, I'm feeling like there are multiple things at play, or it's not I don't, like I feel like it's not just the one thing. Like mm. I feel like it could be like a trickle down effect, where like multiple things have been changed. It's not just one. There's not just one cause. Or maybe there he gets multiple in trouble. Causes and effects. Maybe the Q continuum is finally done with him. They say you got to you got to undo everything you've done because you're yeah. you're a loose cannon. Right. Well, it's just interesting because they say the when he says the road not taken, what that implies to me is. A there choice. Was, there was a choice that Picard had, and he went one way instead of going the other. Right, so, and that just sounds too much like the episode with the heart. Right, and that's why... Does he I defend his friend or not? And I mean, do you... Can you think of a moment last season? As I said, last season may have no connection to this at all, but right. there, was, there didn't seem to be... There was not a pivotal moment that I can recall that Picard was faced with, say, if I don't do this, this happens or that happens. I don't think so. I mean, certainly the big thing that's discussed, at least, is his failure in the evacuation of Romulus, but I don't know if there's one choice he could have made that would have changed the outcome. Well, and I think that the, the, the ramifications of this, it seems to me that the root cause of all of this goes goes a little bit further back than what we saw last season. To, because of because of 709. Because whatever he did with the Romulans would not have changed Seven's well, situation. See, Nothing that, would have, unless it was before me, Seven got assimilated. But now you're making me wonder about the Romulans, too. Okay. Like, he... He was not happy about... He blames himself for a lot of that because of Starfleet and blames himself. Is that a... I mean, I don't see how that speaks to Seven and the whole not having any assimilation. I mean, but does the evacue, as I said earlier, like the question I postulated earlier, like does the evacuation, does the Rom- the Romulan supernova still play a factor here? Right? Like if those events yeah. played out differently, because we also do see Picard in, on that podium and diff- with different other Federation worlds around him. And that's what I was wondering. Is that a flashback to when he tried to right. get yes, support to get them out of there? Right. That's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah. Given what we've seen. Now, the other option, of course, is something we don't know about yet. Right. But how the Borg tie into that, I mean, you do have the Borg Reclamation Project, but even then, I, I don't... 
And and for all we, I mean, seven may uh, not have her implants, but it doesn't mean that could just mean maybe that. that right. I don't know if that means she's not assimilated, but yeah. All right. Now this is definitely just thinking for fun, but okay. right. Let's say he gets them to take the Romulans, right? Yeah. The Romulans then don't get the Borg cube. Starfleet gets the Borg cube. Starfleet starts a Borg reclamation project, so they're able to better help seven get rid of all our implants and become fully human again. You're, logical. Not, you're not saying anything that's too crazy, in my opinion. Yeah, it all works. Yeah. And and just to take a second and go back in time, no pun intended, to the first <laughs> teaser trailer of Picard, I mean, we, we didn't see any footage from the show. We just, it was that just panning around the room, seeing all these various items mostly all of them tied to some event in Picard's past. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. This is big. Yeah. This is all very helpful. Yeah, I mean, among them, I mean, even those items in, like we see the painting from Picard's ready room. We see his old com badge. We see the Stargazer. Um, right. We see, Actually, let me, let me turn to you because you always used to do this on Discovery whenever they brought up a book, Paradise Lost, right? What's the significance of the book Paradise Lost? Well, Paradise Lost... Other than it being at the title of a DS9 episode. <laughs> right, right, yeah. which I do not think that uh, would be the sole connection here. Right. But written by Milton. Man's Expulsion from the Garden of Eden. Yes, right, so... Here's what I think. So, man's expulsion from the Garden of Eden, certainly. So, um, I think it connects directly to the dialogue here where it says, um, hasty decision, time offers so many opportunities, but never second chances, right? Don't you think Eve wish she had a second chance? Yeah. If you're going with the traditional telling of that story and how what we do in a crisis, where is it? Where is it? What we do in a crisis often we tell us heavily what we wish we had done, what could have been. Time can turn okay, time can turn even the most impulsive, most ill-considered actions into history. Yep. Right. So Eve certainly, in the traditional telling, it was an impulsive, ill-considered um, decision. Obviously tempted by the devil, though. Yep. Um, yep. But what has Picard? Picard's not impulsive. His actions are never ill-considered. He's the most... Consi- I, mean, I would say my favorite scenes are him considering things in the in his uh, ready room. I think you're right, but I think... I don't think... I think that's something that Q would think. I, I think Q would consider him to be... Oh, that's true. Like, humans are no one is as a species, right? Because they're so omnipotent. Yeah. Their decisions were always I mean, better. In the original teaser trailer for season two of Picard, the one, that, the, the one item that raises the most questions for me is the Reckoning tablet, because that's something that we... Is a Bajoran tablet. It's something we saw in Deep Space Nine. So... Wait, but see that here? We see that in the first teaser trailer of Picard when, they, when it's, the camera's panning throughout the room. Now, obviously, it speaks to Picard being an archaeologist, but, but it, it's I that's mean, a deep space nine thing there. Yes, yeah. it's a, it's got to be significant. Yeah, it's very very significant because it's from another show. There's no reason for that to be there, especially well, when everything here seems to be so symbolic. Where you've got 
the Q card, queen card, of course, with the Q. You've got the clock. You've got the sands of the hourglass. Yeah. They're going backwards. You've got Paradise Lost. And let me tell you. And let me tell you. And let me tell you something else too. On DS9, the prophets. They've used the prophet trials and tribulations when they go back to the original Enterprise. Like they use them to travel through time to get back to their own time. Okay. So. But do you need the profits when you have Q? I'm just saying that that's, that's another right. time aspect of the whole thing. So. Right. Unless Q puts them into a place in time and then walks away like he does so often, which is, oh, here, that's deal with it. Out. Yeah, exactly. It only and then they could go to them. Yeah. That's so, like, fair. That's it's fair. so... This is so, like, delicious. There's just there's so much there. <laughs> What, yeah, what I, know, again, I'm even looking at the clock and it's 10.04 or 10.05. So what start date is that? <laughs> right, or what yeah. could that mean? I, I, just, um, I, I just think that it's, yeah, it's like no. I said. It's like I said. There's so much there and yet not. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. It's all bad. Paradise Lost... course his old ship and we've already seen him go back to the old ship right yep. so that's another situation because i know that was his big mistake right his classic mistake right so maybe that's just meant to evoke that idea of going back to fix a mistake and it's, it's not necessarily literally present it's just to remind us well and also like the stargazer there as well like it's that that's when he was captain of the stargazer the battle of maxia i mean it could be is q putting picard through like critical points where like if a different road was taken the outcome would have been so different right but there's got to be a point where he's left to yeah have to fix it right for some reason it's just, it's so... Yeah, there's uh, so much. You, so, it's so much, it's so juicy. I would imagine after next season, when we go back and look at this teaser and then the trailer, it's going to be it's gonna be so fun to be able to put together the clues. See, and, and, and let me say this, let me say this. Okay, I'm, now, I'm not going to get into another... We've done well. ...bashing discoveries to session, right? But, like, I think that... Before this era of Trek, you know, Star Trek was not really much of a show that dealt with mystery too too often. Like, you and I being able to do this mm. was not something that Trek fans normally did, because that's just not how the shows were structured. Sure, you would have theories from time to time, but you never really delved deep into things like this, right? Yeah. And because Trek is such a rich universe, like... I may have said something to the, like this during the first season of Picard, like around the time when we were first learning about the synths and everything. There's so much lore to point to. <laughs> to I know. There's so much lore to point to to potentially answer something. Right? Yeah. In and other I, words, it's such a rich universe to do this yes. sort of thing. And it's glad to see... And I think new. that when you look at the... Not this trailer. The, the, the first teaser trailer for season two of Picard, just panning through the room, 
with all of those different items. Mm-hmm. Like everything there, like it's has a rich history. And like this sh- so far anyway, this show has done such a great job of like of using the Trek universe to its advantage to just really carve out some really interesting mysteries, raise some really interesting questions. The fact that you and I were able to the two things that you said seem to be like really heavy swings. I'm like, well, actually not really. The fact that I could come back at you and say, because X, Y, Z happened in the universe, like there's a potential answer right there. And granted, if that is the answer of the show, I could say it's slightly disappointing because, oh, I know too much and nothing's going to surprise me, but it's also satisfying at the same time. Like, I think that Picard does a really excellent job so far of using the world of Trek to just create something very intriguing Yes, and, you, and it sort of rewards you for knowing some stuff. Exactly. Without, I mean, we don't find it offensive the way it's used on um, Lower Decks, but it's very different because it's right. sort of just references that are funny or just connect in an interesting way. Right. Not necessarily as fodder for the speculation or the, the mystery. But I would also argue, too, it works in two ways. Picard does. You and I are fans, right? So we mm-hmm. are able to go down a couple levels and try and dig deep and figure this out. If we had no familiarity with the Trek universe at all, or not, or just maybe had like a high level familiarity and we're watching this trailer, there'd be much more of a mysterious element to it. We wouldn't really be able to, to spin any theories. We'd be like, hmm, we'd be intrigued. Like what the hell's going on? Mm-hmm. But I don't think that anything would be lost on us. Right, like no, it still has enough information. It's got clocks, exactly. Even just simple symbolism, it's got clocks. It's got an hourglass going backwards. And I think that dramatically, the show strikes a really great balance at using the lore, but also if you don't know it, you're not really at a disadvantage. Totally. Right. So. I mean, I would say, I mean, I know that I've always said Lower Decks is my favorite of the new shows, but I mean, I would also say, I would have to say that the Picard is the best one dramatically, right? Lower Decks is my favorite just overall, but like dramatically, I think Picard does it, does it really well, does it the best so far. Um, And there's enough, there's so much to chew on in this that... It just excites me. Discovery, I'm just like, ugh, another galaxy-wide threat, maybe. It's more of the same, not really interested in what's going on there. But Picard, it's really... Yeah, there's just a lot there. There's just there's just really a lot there. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, I think that's why we really like it. I have and to I, assume a lot of this is because of Kirsten Beyer. And of course, you know I have um, Michael Chabon. Chabon is I yeah respect the hell out of him. Right. Um, it's inspired me to. So I don't know if I told you. I, I just a couple of days ago I bought my first uh, Kindle. I decided it's. I know right. it's a very two thousand nine twenty ten thing. Mm-hmm. So I was I was on Amazon the other day and I was like poking around and seeing like I wonder if I should like read some Kirsten Bio Trek novels because she's really proven herself to me to write the ser- the shows really well, I should probably check out some of her books. That's a good point. Yeah. A good point. Or some Chabon, just as you wanted some non trek fiction. Yeah. Because um, he writes other stuff. Yeah. Because as you and I have said many, many times, like 
Kirsten Beyer has proved herself multiple times. Oh, yeah. Chicago Probably our favorite episode of Discovery. And we were like, why isn't she running a show? She right. should be the showrunner. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, there's, that's a different skill. Of course. But I still think she can do it. Well, like, when haters come along and say the new people don't know the universe, I'm just like, have you watched Unification yeah. 3? Have you watched? Like, do you follow what Kirsten Beyer writes? Like, she knows yeah. it exceptionally well. So, like, dude, if Kirsten Beyer was the showrunner of Strange New Worlds, I would be, I'd be through the fucking roof. Right. And, of course, it's a different skill than writing an episode, but I trust that she would do very well at it. Yeah. Yeah. So, there's so much... There's so much that I, I don't think that I'm I'm really excited for this season. The Easter eggs are just there's so many, and yet again they're not telling us anything. So there's going to be a lot there, and I I'm extremely excited to see for this show and where they take it. And I think on the release schedule of the shows that are up and coming, this might be the last one because I know that filming was the last. This, that was the last show to begin filming, so I think it might be the last one that we see. But we're gonna have to uh, stick it out until then. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. When um, I say stick it out, I'm just talking about one show, really. But yes, because we're excited when, for the other and, ones. Right. We don't have a release date on this, do we? 2022. But he, here's my thing. So release year. Well, I think so. Lower Decks returns. I think it's August twelfth, okay. and I think what's going. I think so. I think this is really going to be the first time where we have all of these shows coming in succession. So I, I, I know instead of two in succession, we're going to get three in succession. You think? Four. No, five actually. Oh right! Oh so, my god! We're never going to have a week off. I know. So I think this is this is how I, this is the order I believe it's going to happen. So it's definitely going to be Lower Decks first. Uh, I think we're going to get Discovery shortly after that because Discovery began filming right as the third season began airing. And then after Discovery... So D Lower Decks is probably going to be into two weeks. So I think... Or ten weeks. So we're probably going to get the whole... August, it's going to run through, run into October and then Discovery will be back in October. And then that'll run into 2022. And I think after Discovery is when we're going to get Strange New Worlds because I know that Strange New Worlds recently began shooting the eighth episode of a ten-episode season. And then... After Strange New Worlds, probably Picard. I, 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 the only one I don't know about is I don't know where uh, uh, Prodigy factors in to all of that because we haven't. We've right. been we've been getting stuff. We've been getting like drips and drips of it. Yeah, they've been releasing more artwork. That one's release schedule may be totally independent. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, I'm also a little confused by that show because I, when the show was initially announced, they said it was going to be on Nickelodeon, but now it sounds like it's going to be on Paramount Plus. So I don't even know if it's going to be on TV. Huh? Nickelodeon. I could be wrong though. I, I it just I, I haven't heard them reference Nickelodeon in quite some time, and then they're saying Paramount Plus. So that's another show that we have not given much coverage to because we don't really know too much about it. Well, I just know that. We're going to at least do an episode on the first episode. Well, I, I do remember when I explained the concept to you, you got very excited about it. Yeah. I really yeah. So. So, I mean, I have every intention of watching that show. I mean, just because they say it's for kids, I mean, doesn't mean that I can't watch it. It's right. my franchise, man. Like, I'm going to, of course I'm going to watch it. So. Yeah. But yeah, I, that's the only one I don't know where that, I don't know where that fits into all of this right now. So yeah. it, it may be, 
if it is on Nickelodeon, it may be immune to the to the streaming schedule. It'll just air like alongside or something like that. Okay, cool. So um, I don't know. So what are we at? June twenty sixth right now. I uh, Lower Decks comes back on August twelfth. Um, so I think barring any new announcements, any new trailer reveals, or anything between now and then, that could be when we come back. I'm I'm expecting. I'm hoping that once we get to San Diego Comic-Con virtual, it's virtual again this year, I think, right? Um, uh, I don't know. I hope so. That I'm it hoping isn't. in the coming weeks, because I know that Strange New Worlds is wrapping filming soon. I'm hoping in the coming weeks we get some morsel. And I'm, and I'm thinking we're going to, and I'm hoping we're going to get more on Prodigy as well. So um, I think... Yeah, barring those things, I think that's when you'll see us come back. And if not, then we'll just you'll see us move back with uh, when Lower Decks returns on August twelfth, which I know is a uh, somewhat of a ways off, but not too far away. Right, and I'm still going to continue switch. threatening to do an episode where we give what season three of Discovery should have been because I know we're so put a lot of thought that. into it. So behind that. Oh, did I tell you? So um, I did, and I haven't started it yet, but I did end up getting that book. The Lost Year with Michael Burnham. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. Chris I hope I it's good. But it, even if it's good, that will maybe even more make me upset that it wasn't an episode or or a series of flashbacks. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know yeah, when I'll get to it, but I do want I do want to read it. Um, I'll tell you. Getting. A, I think the term I've been using when I think about it is uh, storytelling malpractice. <laughs> To not use that, to not use that year as an whole episode or good. Yeah. That's a a series. That would be a really good name for a podcast. Storytelling malpractice. And you just go through and point out why things are not written well. You just go through movies or TV or whatever and just say, yeah. Yeah. Or it could just be, you know what? Okay, here, here it is, here it is. So maybe not a whole podcast, but that could be a new se- that could be a segment on this podcast. Storytelling malpractice. Yes. Yeah, hopefully we won't need to have yes. a section called that. You, you have Haters Corner, which you, we've had since day one. Yeah. But I think we could do storytelling malpractice. Hopefully there won't be any more malpractice in Star Trek and we'll never need that section. Well, we know, <laughs> I know what show is going to get, would get the most out of that, so... Yeah, but you know what they say. The cliche is hope springs eternal. So we can always hope. That hope is me. <laughs> yes. That yes. hope is always the next season. I'm, again, benefit. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. Happy to, to do that. So. Yep. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. So, all right. Uh, we'll be back. Whenever Paramount announces something, we'll be back. Yes. All right. Later, skaters. Peace out. <laughs>